Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. First thing you've got to learn is you don't listen to losers because it's the fastest who gets paid. Fire it up when you're ready. Fire it up. Fire it up. Welcome to Running Hot Action Network's Motorsports Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Giffen, predictive analyst here at Action Network. And joining me for another season, my co-host, Stephen Young of Roto Grinders, better known as Stevie TPFL. And this week, we're talking bets for the NASCAR Cup Series Bushlight Clash at the Coliseum here on Running Hot. Last year, Ryan Blaney won the championship at Phoenix by finishing second to Ross Chastain. So Ryan Blaney will be our season champion as we head into 2024. But before we kick off the 2024 season, we've got the exhibition race. Yes, the Bush Light Clash at the Coliseum. Coliseum is a quarter mile bullring literally located inside the LA Coliseum. They pave it and and put a track inside there and they send these cars around for an exhibition race. So Stevie, are you excited for another season? What are your thoughts from last season? And what are your thoughts heading into the clash this weekend? Yeah, I mean, glad to be back. Um, We had a lot of fun doing the show last year, very profitable show for everyone. And it was great to finally work together (laughs) in a capacity where we got to chat each and every week. So excited to be back. Happy for the season. Um, it's been a great off season, refreshing. So coming into the season refreshed, was at the track last week for the 24. And that's when I always like, it hits me like, hey, we're back. Um, yep. So, you know, excited for the season. We got a lot of driver changes. We got Ford and Toyota going to new bodies. We got Chevy on the outside looking in. We got new short track packages. Uh, I mean, just everything. So we'll talk about that um, next week when we talk about our season long bets but heading into this race i'm excited because one we get cars on track and we get our first look at the short track package and get our first look at toyota and ford with these new bodies yeah it's gonna be certainly an interesting season and you mentioned toyota and ford new bodies we'll we'll talk about that on our season preview episode next week uh because i'm sure that'll inform some of our season long bets but 
We do need to talk about the clash. As I mentioned, quarter mile track, short track, uh, interesting format. So we got a whole bunch of stuff to break down here. Uh, so Stevie, real quick for the clash, can you explain a little bit about the format of this race? Yeah, I mean, so this format's unique you know, just in general when we're thinking NASCAR. But we have four heat races where each of the heat races are set by practice times of the final practice. So whoever has the fastest practice time in the final practice will start on the pole for heat race one. And then it's like five, nine. So it's every four spots, um, you know, and then we're going to qualify five and then five are going to miss the race. So, I mean, it's as simple as that. The top five in each heat are in and then. We're going to have a last chance qualifier race right before the clash actually starts. So we're going to run 22 through 35 or 22 through 40, depending on how many cars show up at the clash this weekend or 36. Um, and then the top two cars in the last chance qualifier get in. And I mean, it's not going to change too much for us on the betting side. That's more of a fantasy thing. But on the betting side, we're definitely going to be watching these heat races. They have provided fantastic information over the last two years when we've had the clash at the Coliseum. So um, I think the best thing you can do this week is watch the heat races. Yeah, I would agree with that. The heat races are going to be extremely important. Practice times have also correlated pretty strongly uh, with driver performance. You know, last year, Martin Truex Jr. looked great on the long run. And lo and behold, uh, who ended up winning the clash overall? It was Martin Truex Jr. We could say similar about the year before. The drivers that looked good over the long run in practice, a lot of them tended to do well in the race. But you know, these races can get a little crazy. You saw the first year, there was uh, definitely in the heat races, some, just some mayhem uh, in the last chance qualifier. And then even in the race, there there had there were some incidents, right? We had the, uh, the Kyle Larson, Justin Haley incident the first year. And then last year, definitely some instance, incidences. Uh, plus, you know, we had some mechanical issues last year in the race. So a lot of interesting things happened uh, over the course of the two races. So even though it's, you know, an exhibition race and there's only uh, 150 laps or so in the main event, uh, it's... It's one of those things where things can happen. Things can happen in the heats. Things can happen in the last chance qualifier and things can happen in the race. So that's one thing to be cognizant of as well when you're whether you're setting fantasy lineups or uh, trying to bet this race. Uh, so when you are looking to bet this race, you mentioned, you know, certainly look at the heats. We also mentioned looking at practice times. What else can we kind of do to try to handicap this race? Because we haven't seen cars on track this year yet at all. I think we're going to be looking at our short flats. You know, who are our short flat drivers that we continue to target on these short flats each and every year? This is a short flat that we don't see. Uh, I mean, like you mentioned, it's a quarter mile. There's no data outside of looking back at last year's race, but things change so much. I mean, they repave this every year, so it's going to be different. Um, so mm -hmm. it's not the same racetrack in general. Right. So I think... Looking at our short flat drivers, who was fast towards the end of the year last year? Who was fast in the test? I mean, we tested with this package, this new package, right at Phoenix, right after the season ended. So, I mean, that's what kind of we're going off of. If you're doing some early week betting, which we're going to talk about here on this show, that's what you're going off of. You're going off of, you know, some stuff that you think you have some data advantage, um, you know, your favorite thing. And there's not a lot of it this week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My favorite thing. I'm the, I'm the data guy. And, uh, you know, I love to comb through all the different little angles and find the different hidden trends. Uh, 
But you're right. There isn't a lot of data from this year, but we certainly can use, like you said, the shorter, flatter tracks. Uh, those would be tracks like Martinsville last year, especially would probably be the best comparable track because uh, it is only a half mile. It is very flat, just like this track will be. Uh, so probably the best comparable track would be Martinsville. Then you have your Richmond's. Uh, you've got New Hampshire. You've got Phoenix, those kinds of ones. There may be more like secondary comps, I would say. Uh, they are shorter, flatter, but you know, Richmond is three quarters of a mile, a little more banked. It has that really high tire wear, which I don't think will be super applicable here necessarily. Uh, Phoenix is faster for sure. Uh, and then New Hampshire might be a decent comparable track as well. It's got that really flat kind of uh, true oval, what we call layout, where it's 180 degree turns on on either end. So uh, definitely you could use data from some of those tracks as well and Martinsville. But uh, like you said, I think the biggest factor this weekend is going to be how are these cars performing on track this weekend? So it's going to be absolutely imperative uh, if you are betting this race that you watch the the last chance or and, and the heat races because not just looking at the results from them uh, because sometimes the results can be misleading. We'll talk about a driver here where his result last year was misleading but, uh, you know, we want to see how do these cars actually look? Are they able to drive through traffic? Are they able to, once they get out front, maintain uh, the lead? And, and so there's a lot of different factors that we'll need to use in the eye test in addition to the data. So, Stevie, I guess, uh, you know, we're a betting show here. It's time to make some bets, right? Yeah. And the one, the one other thing that I just want to mention, you, you kind of touched on it really quick there, but see who can pass. That's mm-hmm. the biggest thing. Who can pass? Who can use that outside line and pass? If you can pass on the outside line in the heat races, you're going to be fast in the main event. Yeah, absolutely. So that is our preview for the Bushlight Clash at the Coliseum. It is time to dive into some bets. We're going to do it a little different just for this race from what we did last year because there isn't a ton Uh, of available bets out there in the market overall. So we're going to combine turns one and two this week, and then we're going to combine turns three and four. And I think it's fitting because it's the clash at the Coliseum. It's a quarter mile track. One and two is basically one turn. Three and four is basically one turn. So that's how we're going to do things this week. So Stevie, we're taking the green flag and it's time to dive into turn one. This is Ryan Blaney and we're running hops. I'm Denny Hamlin and this is turn two here on running hot. All right, Stevie, start us off with your turns one and two pick for the clash. Yeah, so I'm going to be very strict on outrights early in the week this week. Um, and Ryan Priest at plus 2200 is where I'm going to get started. He should have won this race last year. He was dominating mm-hmm. this race late, had an electrical issue. So he ended up finishing like seventh, and he really wasn't a seventh place car. He started 16th, and he was one. Of the few drivers that was able to drive through the field, he had 22 quality passes, which was the second most behind Kyle Busch um, that, of drivers that finished inside the top 10. He had a lot of upside at 22 to 1. And uh, again, looking at some early week odds to try to find some value, I think there's value in a guy that has built a career around racing short flats. And yes. so I like Ryan Priest here at plus 2200. Yeah, I definitely got to agree with you there. And I mean, Ryan Priest, he's a guy that's been very interesting at this track type. I mean, you look last year, he led the most laps in the first Martinsville race. Uh, He's always been, you know, really good at these shorter, flatter type tracks uh, and even some of the 
the banked ones as well. I know, for example, like he's been pretty solid at Bristol in the modified series. Uh, so Ryan Priest is definitely a guy you want to get at these shorter tracks. Uh, this is his style of racing. So definitely 22 to 1 there. Ryan Priest, some nice value. For my turns, 1 and 2 pick, I'm going to go with his teammate. I'm going to take Chase Briscoe. But instead of the win, I'm going to take a top three finish for him at plus 725. Now, this is a guy who's, to me, very interesting. Uh, in both years here at the Coliseum, he finished second in his heat. And what that's going to do is it's going to put you inside that top eight, top 10 at, you know, at worst, uh, if you're finishing top three in your heat, let's say, I, I guess top 12 at worst, but that's putting you towards the front. Uh, so, you know, already, if he is able to replicate what he did in the heats last year, he's going to have some great track position. And he's followed it up with some Interesting races, let's put it that way, but this is a great track type for him. I mean, if we look at Martinsville, he has four straight top tens at Martinsville. Uh, and, you know, they were both outside, uh, I should say, fifth or worse in 2022. But this past year in 2023, both were fifth or better. So uh, he's a guy that's just getting stronger at this track type. And Stuart Haas racing overall, you mentioned Priest. Chase Briscoe has also been really good at this track type. We've seen in the past Kevin Harvick really good at this track type, but Eric Almarola really good at this track type, which, you know, Harvick and Almarola are no longer with Stuart Haas Racing. But overall, as an organization, this is a great track type for Stuart Haas Racing. So Chase Briscoe, he's he could potentially be up at the front near the whole, you know, the whole race, just based off what he's done at this track type and at specifically the two times we have raced here, what he has done. And He's an aggressive guy. We've seen him make some crazy moves late in races uh, throughout his career. I wouldn't be surprised if he tries to bump his way to the lead, maybe even grab the win here, but certainly a top three at plus 725 for a guy who's potentially always near the front of races, especially with this style. I mean, even New Hampshire, we talked about that kind of as a secondary comp, maybe the best secondary comp aside from Martinsville. Uh, he had a top 10 finish last year as well. So Chase Briscoe always comes with speed at this track type. So I'm going to take him for a top three. What do you think about that one? Yeah, he was one of the fastest cars in practice last year too. He was second in 10 lap average late in practice. Mm -hmm. And I think he was second or third in overall speed um, in practice. So had a really good car. Does the new body help? I, I mean, the new body is designed to help these cars, these Fords on short and intermediate tracks and take away some of their advantage on super speedways. So we're going to find out right away whether or not, because Briscoe and Priest are both two good drivers. And I think, I mean, Josh Berry is another guy. Like this is a type that a track that's going to kind of suit Stuart Haas this year. And we might see it right off the bat. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, I think Stuart Haas racing, Ryan Priest, Chase Briscoe. That's where Stevie and I are kind of headed in turns one and two. But before we head to turn three and four, I want to remind y'all running hot is proudly presented by BetMGM. Use bonus code ACTION when signing up to get $158 in bonus bets when you bet $5. For new users in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, we've completed turns one and two here for the Clash episode of Running Hot. Now we got to dive into turns three and four. I'm Austin Dillon, driver of the number three, and this is turn three. I'm Noah Gregson, and this is turn four here on Running Hot. All right, Stevie, 
Two turns to go here on this little bull ring, quarter mile bull ring. Turns three and four. We took Ford in turn one and two. Are you going with Ford or are you going somewhere else in turns three and four? We're going to go to that new body Toyota with Bubba Wallace at 25 to one here. I was able to grab this at 30 to one when it opened up. It's Mm -hmm. 20 to one on some books now, but you can still get it at 25 to one on some books. So shop this around. Wallace had the best long run speed in practice here last year, and he followed it up with the best car. I, I really do think he had the best car in the class last year. He ranked third in green flag speed during the race, was running top three almost the whole race. His average running position was 4.2, which was the second best behind Martin Truex, who ended up winning this race. This line has moved. I I like the upside here for Wallace. He got wrecked last year after he lost the lead and, you know, wasn't able to keep going. So I think Bubba, we saw Bubba's upside so many times last year. He has the upside, and he is a better driver than he was in this race last year. So I like Bubba Wallace here, 25 to 1. New body Toyota, they were the fastest at the Phoenix test with the new body in this new package. So I'm going to jump on it here and get Bubba Wallace at 25 to 1. Yeah, I really like this pick. I mean, we're getting a guy who led a chunk of this race last year who's shown tremendous upside as you mentioned has only improved as a driver i mean he's coming into his prime years and continues to improve every year uh and you know led a lot of races last year as well not necessarily at at this track type but has been up front in this at this track type uh, you know near the front so yeah 30 to 1 25 to 1 why not take a flyer on him and you mentioned you know you got it 30 to 1 earlier uh, and now it's 25 to one. One great tool we have at Action Network uh, is our Bet Center, which is presented by BetMGM. If you go to actionnetwork.com slash NASCAR, you can see our BetMGM Bet Center there. Uh, and it's a great tool. You, we have all the books listed out there. You can shop odds really easily. And that's actually going to be my turns three and four pick is just some advice. Shop around, right? I don't want to make too many bets here before I see cars on track. So I want to wait for practice. I want to wait for qualifying as much as possible before I throw out too many bets here. But one thing, shop around, use the Bet MGM Bet Center, you know, the Bet Center presented by Bet MGM, and also check your house rules for your various books. A lot of the, the major books out there, they have different house rules for this race. Some are more advantageous for the better. Some are more uh, advantageous for the books. And that could matter. Uh, you know, there it may be a case where I want to take a driver at a shorter price because the house rules are more advantageous than at a longer price. So there's all these things that we need to consider when we're betting NASCAR. And this doesn't just go for the clash. This will go, you know, week in, week out. Make sure we're shopping around. Make sure we're looking at house rules. But I specifically wanted to mention house rules for this race because different books do have different house rules for this specific race because of the unique format, right? Some are taking any bets. Some will take bets after uh, the last chance qualifier ends. And if your driver doesn't make it, it's void. So there's a lot of different scenarios out there, which is why I want to you know, make sure people are cognizant of uh, what they're betting for this race, because it, it really could matter a lot uh, when it comes to 
you know, uh, a, a long-term ROI, making uh, profitable decisions. Like I said, just because you can get a driver at uh, 25 to one, let's say at, at one book, doesn't mean you should take them there. If at 22 to one, you can get them with much more favorable rules. That'll make up that difference if the bet gets returned to you a high enough percentage of the time. So just a lot of stuff out there to, to keep in mind uh, before we get to our victory lane pick. So yeah, I wanted to make sure I mentioned that Stevie, because all that stuff is pretty important. Oh, yeah, it's very important this week. Um, it's not one of those races where we know, hey, the 36 charter cars are going to be racing in the race, and we don't have to worry about that kind of scenario. Like we talked about right at the beginning, this is a race where 22 cars start. So um, it is what it is, and you know we got to take advantage of that. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. So, uh, And I actually probably will be taking advantage of that for our victory lane pick and one thing I do want to say this year, uh, I, I will try to make it very clear when I have a lean or when I have an official pick, uh, because a lot of times, you know, when you and I record this podcast, we'll record it. And then by the time it's out, maybe the line has moved, et cetera. Uh, and we, of course, we want to track all our bets in the Action Network app. And to do that, we want to track it when we bet it, because a lot of times when you and I will make make the bet, then the line will move or, or our followers will bet and they'll move the line. So a lot of moving pieces here, but I always try to make sure I make it clear when a bet is an official bet. So for me, uh, because I forgot got to do that the chase briscoe top three bet is an official bet for me i am going to put a half unit on that one uh and also my victory lane pick here which is our combined victory lane pick that we do each week on running hot is going to be an official bet for me as well so stevie why don't you unveil our victory lane pick yeah we're going we're going to denny hamlin this week at 11 to 1 to win this race um and then for what it's worth i have bet all three of these already that i have talked about like i said i got bubba at 30 to one Hamlin is one of the best flat track racers in the NASCAR cup series. He's had 51 wins and 21 of those have come on flat tracks. He is a top five race car. Every time we go to this race type just by pure talent and skill. So Hamlin still ranked fourth in green flag speed last year, despite having spins and issues. He was one of the fastest cars. He was able to pass. My model's showing value here. If he's good in practice, if he's good in the heat races, I think this moves closer to six to one. He's the only driver besides Kyle Bush that I'm taking at like these shorter odds to start the week because I do think both of those guys have the ability to actually win this race by pure skill. Um, so I like Hamlin a lot. I know you're with me on this one. Um, it was one of your picks, and I was like, hey, Nick. I'm on this with you. Let's move this to victory lane. So it's always great when we have those like picks where we're both on them very strongly and we're able to move it into victory lane. And this is one of them. So Denny Hamlin, 11 to one. Now you tell the people why you like it. Yeah, exactly. Um, And this is one of those where I don't mind if you want to take the 11 to one, you could take 10 to one. And if he doesn't make the main event, uh, the bet will get returned to you. And that's the route I'm going to go. But I actually don't mind the 11 to one where you don't get the bet returned to you because he's probably making the event like it's a really high chance he's making the event. But just in case something happens in this mayhem, I am taking the 10 to one. I think I've calculated it out where there's enough value uh, in terms of the chance of getting your bet returned. Because remember, this isn't a straight qualifying. This isn't just based off time. He could get spun out in his heat race and uh, end up having to start way in the back for the last chance qualifier and just not make it to the front so and miss out on the main event. So it's a little bit of insurance to take the 10 to one, uh, but I am going to take 10 to one on Denny Hamlin. And look, I mean, 
If we look at the last four shorter flat track races of the season, Denny Hamlin had a 112 driver rating, was one of the best drivers. And that includes Phoenix, where, of course, he was kind of just taking a back seat to uh, Christopher Bell. So, you know, it's one of those spots where he he probably wasn't giving 110% uh, because all the focus was on other drivers in that Toyota stable. So if we remove that race, Danny Hamlin's average driver rating was even better. Uh, he led the most laps at the Martinsville playoff race, which of course is probably the best comparable track for the clash, like we said. Uh, and you mentioned the the Toyota, the new body. Uh, reports are they look pretty good on this track type based off of off-season testing uh, the Toyotas do. So just another little reason to like Denny Hamlin here at 10 or 11 to 1 as our victory lane pick. All right, that'll do it for us. Thank you for listening to the Bush Light Clash at the Coliseum episode of Running Hot Action Network's Motorsports Betting Podcast. We'll be back this time next week. Even though there's no race next weekend, we're going to be back this time next week with our season preview episode where we'll take you through season-long bets and maybe even, like we did last year, Stevie, some combo bets with that big football game that uh, you know is coming up. So on behalf of my co-host, Stephen Young, thanks again for listening. We'll see you back here next week on Running Hot from Action Network. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.